Welcome to COC Cape Town Sermon Downloads. Enjoy this message. I want to continue talking to us as we have the time we have together today to talk to us about our series. We're concluding our series this morning on Move. And before I get into my series, I just want to really say thank you to every single person who's been uh, generous in our COC Cares uh, drive, our Operation COC Cares. I don't know if you saw in the, before the service started uh, what's been happening all around the country. We've been handing out parcels this week as well, all across the city of Cape Town. We've been d- doing different places this week again. We're going to be doing places again. So ladies, this is your month as well, walking in your shoes. I'm expecting to see what God is going to do through all the ladies this month and through all the food we give you out. So thank you to every single person who's given generously over the last while as we are feeding hungry uh, stomachs and clothing people with, uh, with with clothes and blankets. So come on, give yourselves a great big round of applause this morning all over this place for doing your part there in Cape Town North. Thank you for your generosity. Are you alive this morning? Are you expecting this morning? As I said, we're going to continue our series, uh, Move. And uh, in Acts chapter 17, verse 28, the Bible says, For in Him we live and move and have our being. For in Him we live and move and have our being. When we stop moving, we stop living. And in order to live, we need to move. And lockdown has attempted to cause God's children to stop moving in three areas. We looked at that the last three weeks. In motion, in mindset, and in money. And in emotion, we're talking about can't do this, can't do that. We have to be careful that when we stop moving or when we are told by the natural circumstances what we can't do, we start we stop uh, thinking we're allowed to do anything for God. But it's in Him that we live and move and have our being. This last week we had a look at moving in our mindset. We spoke about as a man thinks on the inside, so is he on the outside. Say amen with my fork and after your masker. Say amen with me this morning. If we, if we stop moving in our mindset, we stop moving. Amen. This morning I want to talk to us about moving in money. Now don't switch off this morning because I'm not going to talk about the unit of currency. I'm not talking about uh, a rand or about a pound or about a dollar because sadly many people worship uh, a symbol and not the Savior. Amen. Many people worship a coin and not the Christ. Many people worship a currency and not the kingdom. And I want to talk to us about moving in money, not the, the unit of currency, not the denomination. I want to talk to us this morning about your economic prospects and about opportunities, amen, because I don't want to talk about money as such because money is the least, the Bible says. We should, money should serve us. We should never serve money, amen. But I noticed the Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, uh, as we said last week, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And the news has been loud about economic downturns, job losses, unemployment rates, and poor future prospects due to lockdown and trade limitations. We've been, we have to be careful that if we don't, if we, if we listen to the news all the time, all we all the time is what is happening out there economic downturns recession petrol price increases all these things job losses all the different things and you can start to stop moving when it comes to your economic prospects as a business owner you can stop moving you can start to think to yourself well i've got to go into a survival mode i've got to go into protecting myself for the next three four five years but in him we live and move and have our being can you say amen it's in christ that we live it's in the heavenly realms that we live although we're on this earth amen we're in this world we're not off this world that means god is going to give you wisdom god is going to give you strategy god is going to give you a way to get around everything the world says can't be god is going to give you a way that it can be amen and without realizing it a person can quickly stop thinking like god and uh, thinks and start to think like the world or, uh, or feel like the world or operate like the world and instead of thinking creatively we start to think cautiously when it comes to our financial situations, our business, our careers, when it comes to our monthly uh, uh, livelihoods, when it comes to our daily survival, I mean, when it comes to our daily responsibilities, if we're not careful, we can stop moving. And now we start, instead of living creatively, we start to think cautiously, amen. And the Bible says in Genesis 1 verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I want to say to you today, child of God, that if God is in you and you're in Christ, and God created the heavens and the earth, and you have a creative force, 
living inside of you. Amen. You have to understand that instead of thinking cautiously, I'm not saying you should just be careless. I'm saying we should continue to believe God for creativity. Because the Bible says in the beginning, God created. In the beginning, if, if, if you've lost a momentum or you've lost out and you have to start again, the Bible says in the beginning, a new beginning. The, the, the God created and God is a creative force and you need to be a, a person who understands that creativity lives inside of you but if you're not careful amen you, all you're going to start to think is is caution what I can't do because the greater the chaos the greater the creativity I want to tell you today there are so many opportunities lying out there uh, there are so many things that uh, that have not been invented yet not been developed yet but the greater the, the chaos the greater the calamity the greater the creativity and God is a creator of force and you need to understand that God is in you and when God is in you and God is for you amen creativity lives on the inside of you amen can you say amen this morning or instead of thinking solutions we start to think situations well pastor I hear what you're saying today but my situation is different to yours and you're right it is different every single person has a different situation but instead of us thinking solutions we start thinking situations we start talking about our situation Yes, well, Pastor, he has the three reasons why I can't. He has the five reasons why my business is struggling. He has the six reasons why this is that. But I told you before, in Him, we live and move and have our being. Although we're in this world, although the world might be affected naturally, it might, although the world might be affected externally, amen, we have the privilege to go to secret places. The world can only go to public places. They can only go to Google. We can go to God. We can go directly to heavenly places. And we can get access, amen, into the throne room of wisdom. We can go to a place the world can't go to. Why? Because in Him, we live and move and have our being, amen. So instead of thinking solutions, we start thinking situations. Now notice, verse 2 in Genesis 1 the Bible says the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep the Bible says God had a situation his situation was the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep maybe your situation might be similar to what God faced at the beginning of time the Bible says the earth was without form that means there was no table mountain there were no forests there were no rivers there were no oceans there was nothing God had a blank canvas and the Bible says instead of God talking about the blank canvas and talking about the problems and talking about the issues and the situations, the Bible says the earth was without form and void. It was empty. There was nothing there. Might be like your situation right now. You might have lost your job. You might not have many prospects that are that are facing in front of you right now. But if you're not going to be careful, if you're not careful, you're going to stop. You're going to start standing still. You're going to stop moving in what God can really do through you. Amen. You have to think creatively. Amen. You can't think situations. You have to think solutions. Amen. Because God is a solution inside of you. The Bible says what? The Spirit moved the water. Amen. But notice this. It says, and darkness was on the face of the and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So the Spirit, three weeks ago, we looked at what? We looked at the fact that there was a man lying next to uh, the waters for 38 years. And the Bible said the Spirit moved the water. The, the, the Spirit moving the water speaks of opportunities. It speaks of the solutions to life. Because God is Spirit. God is not subject to the natural elements of this world. And in Him, we live. In the spiritual realm, we live. We are human beings uh, in bodily form. But we, are, we live in Christ, in heavenly places. We are seated in heavenly places. And the Bible says the Spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. 
The Spirit of God is not staying still. The Spirit of God is a creative force. The Spirit of God is inside of you. And if you'll understand the power that is inside of you, not your own power, but the power that God places in you through the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that when the earth was without form and void, the Spirit of God hovered. The Spirit of God moved. Now when you move with the Spirit of God, you're going to have the same dunamis power inside of you. When you speak, amen, you'll have the ability to create what? Things that aren't there. You can speak to a blank canvas as God had a blank canvas on the planet. There wasn't a mountain. There wasn't a river. There wasn't the, the lands and the oceans and the vegetation. There weren't, there weren't rainbows. There, there wasn't the, the sun and the stars and the moon wasn't there yet. God was busy creating. And the same creative force is inside of you. But if you're, gonna, if you're not careful and you stop moving and you start thinking, well, I've got to survive. I've got, to, I've, I've got to talk about my situation. No, the Bible says very clearly, when you, when you move with the Spirit of God, you'll have the ability to create something that's not there. There are going to be things people have not even seen yet that can come through you if you'll allow the Spirit of God to move in and through you. Amen. So we need to move being solution-minded because the greater the darkness, the greater the light. Amen. And very often uh, Christians can get to the place where instead of thinking of new opportunities, we start to think of new problems and we talk about our problems instead of the opportunities out there. I want to say to you today, there are great opportunities that are going to come out of this lockdown. There are great and new opportunities that are going to come if you'll be open to listening and you'll be open to looking and to hearing and to seeing. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, your natural eye, your natural ear might not see, but the Spirit of God is going to give you an idea when you sleep at night. He's going to breathe into your spirit when you're driving down the freeway, you're at work just minding your own business and God is going to pop something into your mind. And that thing, when you listen to it and you are, and you are obedient and you're alert to that, God is going to use your life for greatness. Can you say amen? And verse 3, the Bible says what? Then God said, what? Let there be light and there was light. So God, there's darkness over the face of the earth. And instead of God accepting the darkness, He says, let me speak light into the darkness. Sometimes we can continue to talk about the darkness. And God says, I didn't talk about the darkness. I commanded light to come in place of the darkness. What are you speaking about every day? Are you talking about how bad things are? Are you talking about how expensive petrol is and diesel is? Well, money is the least. You'll always have money for diesel or petrol. Why? Because God is your source. Amen. And when you tap into the source of life, the resource of life takes care of itself. Because the Bible says what? God is our source. The government is not our source. The rand, the dollar, amen, is not our source. That's why the Bible says don't become an idolater. When we worship the dollar, amen. We're not called to worship the dollar. We're called to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We call to worship the one who owns the dollar, who owns the earth, who owns the trees, who owns the cattle on a thousand hill. He doesn't own a thousand cattle on a hill. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is mine. The gold is mine. The silver is mine. Amen. Oxygen is mine. You are mine. And if you and I know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more won't our Heavenly Father give us good things if we ask of Him? Amen. So we, we got to be careful we don't start standing still when it comes to our economic prospects. Amen. I'm glad you are so excited with me this morning all over this auditorium in Cape Town. Amen. I want to say to you today, we need to move towards new opportunities. But opportunities are often missed because they are dressed up in overalls and they look like work. Sometimes we think, well, pastor, you know, I'm not sure. Well, if you're not sure, then you're not sure. But if you are sure, you are sure. Like I said two weeks ago, Henry Ford said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. Because as a man thinks on the inside, so is he on the outside. 
Think about that for a moment. Everything that you have, everything that you own, everything that you are right now is as a result of what you've been thinking about your whole life because you produce what you think. Because what you think about is what you'll produce, amen. Because as a man thinks on the inside, so he'll produce on the outside, amen. And if you're not happy with what you are, what you are having on the outside, then I suggest you change what's happening on the inside. Because you are, you are the one who controls what happens on the inside through your thoughts, amen. Because as a man thinks on the inside, so is he on the outside. Say amen with my forehead. So I want to say this to you. Jeremiah 17 says what? Curse is the man who trusts in man. He says he won't even see opportunities when they come right past him because he's looking at everything the world is telling him instead of looking to the one who is the creator of all. But the Bible says blessed is the man who trusts in God. Amen. He'll be like a well-watered tree planted by the rivers of, uh, next to the rivers and his roots will grow deep and he will, ble- he will produce fruit every single month. I understand. Sometimes this doesn't make sense. That same mindset that you have right now is going to cause you a limitation. Amen. We have to move towards new opportunities and not talk about our problems. Amen. Because very often instead of using our words to change our situation, we use our words to describe our situation. God didn't use His words to describe His situation. He used His words to change His situation. Let there be light. And there was light in the midst of darkness. So if all we do all day is talk about the darkness, how bad the business is, how bad the economy is, how badly we've been affected. Everybody's been affected in some shape, form or size. Think about the church. We're sitting with no one in our churches. But for 20 months now, the pastors have been at the back end of all the choices the government has made. But we can't allow ourselves to feel sorry for ourselves all the time. Oh no, we have to keep declaring something's going to break. The church is going to open soon. Pastor, but you're just saying that I, exactly because I have the death and life lying in the of the tongue and those who love it will eat of its fruit so we see the church restored we see the church amen open again we see stadiums full we see auditoriums overflowing we see people coming to the altars every single week why because death and life lie in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit so you speak life let there be light and there was light don't speak about your situation use your words to change your situation in Jesus mighty name Amen. Psalm 33 verse 6, the Bible says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of His mouth. Amen. By the breath of your mouth. Every time you open your mouth, you're creating something, either death or life. I'm not sure. Well, there goes some seed. I'm sure. Great. There goes some life seed. We choose. Amen. Pastor, uh, I struggle sometimes with that. Well, welcome to life. We're all humans. We all make mistakes. Repent of that. Amen. Because the Bible says what? Death and life lie in the power of the tongue. It's not a time right now to speak about the darkness. It's time to speak about the light. Because the Bible said, God said, let there be light. And there was light. Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Amen. So we need to move our our future uh, through our words. We need to move our future through our words. Think about this. A month from now, the future is going to catch up to you. A month from now, at the end of October, whatever it is going to be, you're going to be in October. And then what is there is what you spoke in August. So what you speak in August, you're going to walk into in October. So I suggest you speak words of light. So by the end of October, you walk into a good season. Amen. You have to use your words to move your future. Amen. Now I want to say this to us because if we're going to talk, keep talking about the president and what the government's doing wrong, you might not agree with that. But my, the Bible says put a God before your mouth. Amen. I don't say you have to agree with everything. But what you can do is you can, decide, you can work out how your future is going to look based upon what you are saying every single day. Amen. Or instead of thinking seed, we start thinking need. And the Lord spoke to me about this three months ago. 
And he said to me, because all these masks are wearing and because everyone's hearing all the time what they can't do, what they're not allowed to do. People are hearing about job losses and about the unemployment rates and about, about uh, your international travel and all these things. So you, you start to think, well, maintenance. You start to think survival. You start to think, well, let's just, let's just, let's just batten down the hatches. And although you might have to do that for a season to, to get yourself through a, a small patch, you can't live like that. Amen. Because God is moved by seed. God is not moved by need. And the, 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 the law of seed time and harvest still governs this planet. I've told you over and over again, I've noticed in lockdown, my grass has not stopped growing in my garden my trees have not stopped growing in my garden why because the law of seed time and harvest works it's rained in lockdown and it's the sun has shined in lockdown god sends the rain god is in control of the sun amen and so god is in control of your life as well if in him you live and move and have your being but if you live in Cape Town or you live in South Africa or you live in fear or wherever you want to live in the natural, that becomes your God that will control you. Amen. But in Him. So I, am, I geographically live in the area of the Cape, but I'm not a Cape Townian. Amen. Why? Because I'm from heaven. I'm on a sojourn through this earth because in Him I live and move and have my being. God placed me in the geographical area of Cape Town. God might place you in the ge- geographical area of Gauteng or wherever it is overseas. That's your geographical location. But that's not what, that's not what God sees in you. Because Christ is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. And in Him we live and move. And when we live and when we move in Him, we start having our being. I'm being faithful. Amen. I'm being full of faith. I, I'm, I'm being creative. I, 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 I'm being solution driven. That's our being. You're being what? Whatever it is that God wants you to be. Or you can be fearful. I'm being fearful. I'm being cautious. Amen. I'm being problem focused. That's your being. Why? Because we live in the geographical location only. And although we are natural on this earth, amen, the Bible says in Him we live. You've got to get that into your spirit man this morning. Amen. Because when we pray in the secret place, the world can't come there. When you go to the secret place, the Spirit of God was moving. You have the freedom, you have the privilege, you have the authority to go to a secret place that the world can't come to. What are you doing, Pastor? I'm going to the secret place. I can be on the N1 amongst thousands of people and I can be in a secret place. What is that? It's the the language God gives those that are born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking. Not to impress people, not to bring uh, sin-conscious judgment on, on unbelievers. It's about the privilege of being able to commune with God who is spirit. And when we go to that place by choice, I'm driving on the N1. I'm, I'm at the supermarket buying groceries. And I have a, I have a burden in my spirit. I, I, I'm under pressure in some area. I don't know what to do. I need wisdom from God. Instead of running off to, to ENCA or running off to Google or running off to some uh, news report or some fear-driven thing in the natural, I go to a place where there's peace. I dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. I go to a secret place. And there I get recharged with faith. There, notice the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, God has not given us a spirit of fear, not a physical body of fear. It's a spirit, amen, that comes upon people that want to give them fear. So therefore He gave us a spirit, one of love, and a spirit of power, and a spirit of a sound mind, because God is spirit. And although you are a flesh being, you're a three-part being. 
You are a spirit that has a soul, a mind that can reason, that studies, that can learn, that can do uh, logic. Then you have a body. But that's not who you are. Who you are is a spirit being in Christ. Amen. And you need to understand that this morning. Because if you're going to start to think and act and operate like the world, talk like the world and feel like the world, you are going to stop moving. In your, in your economic prospects. And you're going to start to see South Africa as a bad place. Hey, the greater the darkness, the greater the light. The greater the unemployment, the greater the job creation. You decide. You decide if you're going to go with the unemployment rate or you're going to create new employment. Why? Through your creativity. Because God, in the beginning, God created. Amen. You are a creative force. Amen. And some people are sitting unemployed right now because you are not creating. God has put some thoughts in you. He's put some ideas in you. But we're cautious. We, we're afraid to step out. No, my brother and my sister. When everybody's selling, you should be buying. Why? Because they're selling out of fear. But in Him we live and move and have our being. See, I'm in my forehead. So instead of thinking seed, we start to think need. The Bible tells us a great story in 1 Kings 17 about a widow woman. Amen. The Bible says... Uh, then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Now, I want you to notice, as, as you read this woman's story, God sends Elijah to this, this woman's house, and he says to, this, to Elijah, he says, Go there, see, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Now, if you know the context of this woman's story, which you'll see in a moment, she has very little. She's, she believes that she's coming to the end of all her supplies. She believes she's going to die. She believes she's going to run out. She believes she's not going to have enough to survive for another day. You'll see in a moment. But why I'm saying this is because the verse says, See, I've commanded a widow there to provide for you. Isn't it amazing? She thinks she's running out and she's going to die. And God says to the man of God, I'm going to send you to a widow to provide for you. God wasn't moved by her lack. God wasn't moved by her need. Because God knew if she'd obey the man of God, if she'd obey the Spirit of God, He was going to take that little bit of need that she had left over and turn it into a seed. And He was going to provide for her for the rest of her life. Amen. God saw her, saw her as a provider. And she saw herself as a survivor. She thought she was going to die. God said, no, you're not going to die because in Him you live and move and have your being. Notice what the Bible says, 1 Kings 17 verse 10. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little bit of water in a cup that I may drink. Verse 11. And she was going to get, as she was going to get it, he called to her and said to her, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Verse 12. So she said, as the Lord your God lives. I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little bit of oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Instead of her seeing that the opportunities in her situation, all she saw was the problem. She saw the challenges. She thought this was the last, this was the end of the end. But the Bible's very clear, amen. When we stop moving in money, in, in, our, in economic prospects, when we think all we have left in our hand is the last little bit and then we're going to die. Sometimes if you, what, if you, what you have in your hand is not enough to meet your need. What you have in your hand is your seed. And I say this prophetically to someone's life this morning because you've been working out in your head. You've been working out in your calculator. You've been working out in your pen and paper. And you're just working out, well, we've got enough to survive until the end of August, my wife, and then it's all over. We've got enough to survive, my wife, until the end of October, and then it's all over. No, you have enough in Christ. Amen. If you'll listen and obey the unction of the Holy Spirit and allow the Spirit of God to lead you. Amen. And become seed-minded again. And, and, and start moving again in your financial faith. Start putting seed in the ground. 
and start having dominion over, not allowing God's creation to have dominion over you. Because the Bible says in Genesis 1, 2, 8, then God blessed them. And God said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over. And this woman thought that she was going to die. Amen. So instead of believing the little she had was the seed she could sow to live, she believed the little she had was the need she would eat and then die. Most people are eating their seed. They're eating their seed. God's given you something to sow, and you are eating it, thinking because you're in a survival mode. You've stopped moving. You've stopped thinking progress. You've stopped thinking creativity. You've stopped thinking solutions. You're thinking survival. You're thinking situations. You're thinking, you're thinking maintenance. You're thinking standstill thoughts. You're thinking waiting thoughts. You're thinking, you're thinking if, if only I could just last another week. But why don't you think about lasting another 30, 40 years? Why don't you, why don't you start believing God for greater things? Because greater things you shall do. We can't allow the natural systems of our world. Amen. And I've taught you this before over and over again. When petrol goes up, it's a great time to fill someone else's car up with petrol. Why? Because I'm putting seed in the ground. But pastor, I don't have. You sound just like this widow woman. Amen. She said, as the Lord your, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. I mean, most Christians say, Pastor, my Heere ken my heart. For the Heere ken my heart. The Lord knows my heart. I understand, but sometimes your heart is deceived. Sometimes your heart is gripped with fear. Sometimes your heart is gripped with unbelief. And the Bible says that when your heart is gripped with unbelief and fear, you can do nothing for God. You're going to be like a wave tossed to and fro. You're going to be like a double-minded man, unstable in all your ways. And she used the God God. She pulls the God God. Most people pull the God God. As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. I mean, why do you want to go down that road of unbelief? Now, I'm not saying being foolish today. I'm not preaching, I told you, I'm not preaching about money. I want nothing from you. But I want you to understand, if you stop moving in the area of your economic prospects, if you think all that you have right now is just enough to die, well, that you've got, that's, that's a mindset. That is, as a man thinks on the inside, so is he going to produce on the outside. And it won't be long until you do die if you don't change what's on the inside. You have to start changing what's on the inside. You have to start believing that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. And my God shall supply all your need according to His riches. Not our riches, not the government's riches. You don't need, amen, a terse support, amen. You need a tithe support. People looking at terse, you need to look to your tithe. Why? Bring all the tithe into my store so there may be food in my house. And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up the floodgates of heaven, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. When everyone else is suffering, you're going to be flying. Why? Because you put your trust in me. And I say this prophetically this morning because I want to urge someone to get back to moving with your economic prospects. Some of you start withholding your seat. You started withholding your tithes and your offerings. Why? Well, we're not coming to church anymore. So I'm, I'm, I'm using that money on myself right now. And I'm not telling you what to do. I'm saying to get back to the place where your trust is back in God. Where you build His church. Amen. Where you use the, the economic resources of this planet to advance His kingdom. Because the only reason why God will bless you is to advance His kingdom if you are a child of God. Because Jesus said so. He said, what does it help you gain the whole world? If you're investing in all these new things, I mean, I'm interested in cryptocurrency as well. But I'm studying it out to see what this is all about. But if God blesses you with 10 million rand from cryptocurrencies, that's great. It's just on this earth. It's just, it's temporary stuff. Are you going to use that prosperity to see God's church advance? Are you going to be obedient to God and give into God's kingdom by faith? Why? Because that's what God is blessing you for. That's why God prospers the, the, the believer. The only reason the unbeliever is, 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 is prospering is for himself. They live only for themselves. Are you here this morning? So you're not gathering a couple of sticks and going in and preparing it for yourself and your son and your, 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 your children that you may eat it and die. No. 
God's going to challenge you. Amen. Death and life lie in the power of the tongue. Notice this, Matthew 12, 35. The Bible says a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Notice what Jesus said. Jesus speaking. He said a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. So there's three goods there. It's a good man. And I believe everybody watching us this morning, everybody in church this morning are good people. And the Bible says they want to produce good things. But the Bible says the connecting factor there is a good treasure. So my question this morning, how good is your treasure? Because if your treasure is not good, what is your treasure? Your treasure is where your heart is. Your treasure is what comes out of your mouth. Because the Bible says what the heart is full of comes out of the mouth. So if all that's coming out of your mouth is death and negativity, it's a bad treasure. And the Bible says a good man with a good treasure will bring forth good things. You have to have all three goods in place in order to bring forth good things. And some of us are asking God, why is my breakthrough delayed? And God's saying, because your treasure is not in a good place. Because the enemy will attack the condition of your treasure. The enemy will attack you and tell you you're not going to make it. He wants you to start to speak words of death. Notice what comes out of your mouth more often than not. What comes out of your mouth a lot, whatever is, is what comes out your mouth is in your heart. And the Bible says you have to change that treasure. Amen. Oh, yeah, this morning. But notice the very next verse, verse 36. He says, but I say to you, for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account for it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. Jesus speaking about your treasure. He says, he says your words are busy condemning your future. Your words are busy condemning your now, your tomorrow. Because your treasure is in a bad place. You've allowed your heart, amen, you've, 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 you've allowed your heart to be unguarded. And Proverbs says what? Guard your heart, guard your treasure above all else. And if your treasure is not in a good place, then change your treasure. Jesus said, either make the tree good and the fruit good, or make the tree bad or the, and the fruit bad. But a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. If you're not happy with the fruit you are bearing, I suggest you change the treasure. And how do we change the treasure? We start to change what comes out of our mouth. We start to change what we look at. What we look at the longest becomes the strongest. When all we do all day is watch television and news and fear, fearful uh, information all the time, your treasure becomes fearful. Amen. And notice Elijah notices her fear. And in verse 13 of 1 Kings 17, he says, And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said. He addresses her treasure. He notices her treasure is gripped with fear. And while her treasure is gripped with fear, all she speaks about is we've got a little bit left, then we're going to die. But a treasure that is full of faith, amen, says the little bit we have, we're going to sow it and we're going to live. It's a different treasure, amen. Doesn't make sense to the natural man. Doesn't make sense. And the Bible says God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Because everybody runs to government. I'm not saying you shouldn't take governmental support if it's offered to you. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, but as a child of God, in Him, we live and move and have our being in Him. He's our source, amen. And my God shall supply all your need according to His riches by glory in Christ Jesus. Not the government's riches, amen. Because the earth is the Lord's and everything therein. Say amen with my forehead. And so Elijah knew the way out for her poverty was not to feel sorry for her, but to sow seed. Verse 13, Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first. Isn't that amazing? I mean, this woman has got nothing in the natural eye. And instead of him feeling sorry for her, he just said, no, I agree, I agree. That's why if you are, are a, a person that's in faith and a person that's in fear talks to you, don't agree with their fear. 
Amen. Don't judge them, but challenge that fear because their, their treasures become fearful. Amen. And he says this. He says, make me a small cake from it first. So he says, seek first the kingdom of God. He said, bring first your first, your first fruits to God. He makes her apply a kingdom principle. But make me a small cake from it first. She's already told him she's got nothing. She's already told him what she can't do. And he says, I'm not accepting what you can't do. I'm going to tell you what you can do. I'm going to tell you because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But you can't live out of this place of fear and think you're going to get a breakthrough. Because a good man from the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. Amen. And he says, apply a kingdom principle. And he says, and bring it to me. What the Bible says, bring all your tithe into the storehouse. Pastor, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what the word says you must do. If you'll listen to the word of God, be obedient to the word of God. And afterwards, make some for yourself and your son. Listen, give God first. And afterwards, look after yourself. Why? Because if you give God first, you put your natural with his super and it becomes supernatural. But when we only do natural things first, we have to live in a natural world. We have to go to the natural man for natural resource. But if you go to a spiritual God, our source, you'll look after natural resource. Amen. Because the Bible does not teach a law of poverty. Amen. Nowhere does the Bible teach a law of poverty. So if you, are, if you are living in poverty conditions, amen, there is no lack in God. So if there's no lack in God, then poverty can be changed. Amen. Because poverty is simply just an idea in your mind. It's taken a grip in your mind. I can't, I can't, I don't have, I'm not able. That's a poverty mindset. And there's no law of poverty in Scripture. Amen. There's only a law of seed time and harvest. There is a law of dominion and control. There is a law where you dominate what God put on this planet. He said, I give you the keys. You dominate it by your faith, by the words that come out of your mouth. Speak into your today. Speak into your tomorrow. Today is going to be a great day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in Something good is going to happen to me today. Business, I speak life over you. Children, I speak life over you future I speak life over you my career I speak life over you Cape Town I declare you blessed and highly favored every place my foot shall tread it shall be blessed and highly favored why because my God shall supply all my need according to his riches you are opening up the floodgates of heaven over my life you will pour out such a blessing over me I won't have room enough to contain make Ready church, make ready Christian. Enlarge the territory of your tents. Enlarge the place of your dominion. Why? Because my God is a big God. My God is not a poor God. My God is not a poverty God. My God is not run out of resource. My God shall supply all my need according to His riches in glory. You are rich. Heaven is rich. Heaven is plentiful. I will not fear what can man do to me. I will be obedient. I will sow my seed. I will sleep by night. I will rise by day. And God will increase my obedience. God will look after me. God will feed me in Jesus' name. If you believe that, give Jesus one more shout of praise all over this place. Woo! So in order to change your situation, you must seed your need. Look at your neighbor through your mask. Say, seed your need. Seed your need. If you need a baby, seed it. It's amazing how men come to church without a wallet. Their wife says, I need a baby. He knows exactly where to find that seed. When God sees I need a building, I don't know where that seed is. A baby in a building, yes, pastor, you know, things are tough, you know. SARS, auditor, you know, pastor. Great, keep your money, Jesus, keep it. But when your wife says, I want a baby, 
Jy weet precies waar van hy saad vir hom. You don't have to order it, you don't have to look for it, you know exactly where it's coming from. Amazing, some seed men are easy with, other seed they, they want to reason out. And I say this to us this morning, because seed stops the cycle. Seed stops the cycle. If you're in a season of lack, seed's the only thing that stops that. When a woman goes through a monthly menstruation process, every month a woman menstruates. But when a woman receives seed from a man and falls pregnant, her menstruation stops. Why? Because seed stops the cycle. It's only seed that can stop it. That's why God put it there, so that you can, it's an indication. And sometimes I say this respectfully today, but sometimes we're hemorrhaging in areas of our life, different areas. Our business is hemorrhaging, our marriage is hemorrhaging, our relationships are hemorrhaging, our finances are hemorrhaging, and the only thing that can stop that, as God put on the earth, is seed. And when we sow a seed, and you put it into the hands of God, you give it unlimited potential. And the world will fight it, and the devil will fight it. And that's why the topic of tithing and offering, Pastor, it's because the enemy wants to keep you in discussion. The enemy wants to rob, because he knows if he can get a child of God to catch seed time and harvest, if he can get a, a Christian to catch generosity, can catch that God is the source to life, all I have to do is apply the law of seed time and harvest. Consider the lilies of the field, says Jesus. They neither sow nor spin. Why? Because the, the bulb of the, of the lily is connected to the soil, which is that thing's source. The soil is a plant's source. Because the, the plant hasn't got a will to uproot itself like a human's got a will to tie the knot to tie. So he says, look at the lilies. You, 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 you cut them off, you give those flowers to your girlfriend, and they come back again. Why? Because I'm their source. And as long as they know I'm their source, they don't even worry about their tomorrow. I just keep producing for them. Why? Because I supply from heaven. And when we have that same mindset as children of God, I say this to you. Jesus spoke a whole sermon about a woman who gave two mites out of her poverty. And he says she gave out of her poverty. What she gave was a little, but it was a lot to her. But notice he never stopped her from giving the money. Because even Christ knew that if I stop people from being seed-minded, I rob them of a harvest. He himself said, just before he, he had to go to the cross, he said, unless a grain of seed, speaking of, him, of himself, unless I don't go to the ground as a seed and die, I will remain alone. Christianity will not advance if something doesn't become a seed. That's why you can't stop Christianity. That's why the Bible outsells every book every year without fail. Why? Because Christ became a seed. Every other religion on the planet, their, their so-called gods, their bones are still in the tomb. Ours is empty. Because when you give God seed, resurrection power kicks in and He resurrects that seed to life again. Amen. If there was no seed in the tomb, Christianity would not exist today. Christ had to give God something to work with. Without seed, there's no resurrection possibility. So when we put seed in the ground, God takes what our seed, Christ, His Son, and He resurrected Him as the Savior of the world. But if Christ disobeyed, He reasoned in the Garden of Gethsemane. He reasoned. And He said, Father, if it be your will, let the seed of my life pass from me. Like many of us, we come, there's a prompting from the Holy Spirit. He says, sow something. Then we reason. We go, well, I need, I need, and I hold it. Now you can do whatever you want. You are you. But when the Holy Spirit comes with a prompting and He says, do something, like God will speak to me like that. He'll say, do something. And then I'm convicted. And be, without even reasoning, I just go, do it now. Pay it now. EFT it now. Because I know if I think on that too long, I'm going to move away from that, that, that moment of faith. And God does it like this widow woman. Make me a, a morsel of bread. Are you getting something this morning? In verse 14, He says this. And the Lord God says, the bin, listen. He has the prophetic utterance. Elijah says to her, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day 
the Lord sends rain on the earth. Verse 15. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, which is the word of the Lord. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry. According to the word the Lord had spoken to Elijah. I say this to us this morning as you stand on your feet all over this place. Some of you have stopped moving in the area of your economic prospects. Some of you have stopped moving. And like Paul the Apostle said, I want nothing from you. He says, I'll tell you to give. I don't seek the gift, I seek the fruit. Because everything is about seed time and harvest. Notice, I don't seek the gift, I seek the fruit. There's seed time and harvest. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that he will reap. For he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And he who sows abundantly will reap abundantly. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches by glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. The Bible says God will take the seed you've sowed and multiply the seed you've sown. You work out your salvation. How much must I give, Pastor? Paul said purpose in your heart. You know, you decide. I'm not going to tell you what to do because it's not a formula. It's a relationship. And when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I ask you, don't stand still, businessman. Plan, dream. You might not be able to do it right now, but something has to break. Something will break. And seed will break that cycle. Seed breaks that cycle. Seed your need. Don't live in need. We all have needs. God knows your need before you ask Him, says the Bible. But if God was pitiful on people's needs, we'd all have double story houses. We'd all have no debt. We'd all be living in mansions. But the Bible said God has reserved mansions for eternity. While we're on this earth, seed time and harvest. While we're on this earth, we abide by the unction of the Holy Ghost. You receive the word this morning? Father, I thank you this morning. Lift your hands all over this place. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. I pray, Father, as you challenge me to share this word this morning, I pray, Lord, the seed of this word will fall into good ground and produce, Lord, harvest 30, 60, 100 fold. I pray, Father, the enemy will not come and steal this word out of your children's hearts. I know, Lord, it's been a tough time for the planet. It's been a tough time for humanity. It's been a tough time for every single human being. But in Him, in you, we live, move, have our being. I pray this morning, Lord, you'll come by the unction of your Holy Spirit. You'll strengthen businessmen who are watching me, listening to me today in the auditoriums. You'll strengthen businessmen. They'll start to write that vision down again. They'll start to tell their staff, get ready. It's going to get better. We'll start to change the confession of our mouth. We'll start to believe you for new opportunities. We'll start to see and look. We'll be observant when we go out, when we're in the marketplace. We'll look for opportunities. I pray, Father, you'll deposit ideas and opportunities into the hearts of your children. Show them strategy. Give them wisdom. Navigate them through these tough times and difficult times. We're going to come out strong on the other side, Father. But I pray today, Lord, that your children will guard the treasures of their heart. They'll have a good treasure. Because a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. I release, Father, over every single person the ability to walk in faith again to understand the need for seed, whatever that may be, whatever you speak to your children, whatever form you want them to sow seed, whatever it is, personally, in whatever way. Father, I pray for those that have, started, that have withheld their seed from your kingdom for the last while out of fear. As Elijah said to the woman, fear not. I pray for everybody this morning, Father, they shall fear not, but you shall provide, you shall supply. Father, this is our year of restoration. This is our year of recovery. But we're not going to recover outside of seed, Father. 
We're not going to recover outside of obedience towards your unction. You live in us, Lord. Speak to us. Refresh in us. Breathe, for Father, in us again. Let words of life and light come out of us. Let there be light. Speak light, Father. I pray that businessmen will start to speak life and light as they drive in their cars, as they get to their work in the morning, as they open their warehouses and open their offices, Father, as their foot tread across that threshold, Father, let them speak life. Today is going to be a good day. Declare life over their businesses, Father. We speak life. We bind fear and we loose, Lord, freedom. We loosen, Father, liberty. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I pray, Father, tired minds. We won't look to the world, Father. We look to you in every facet of our life. And as we put that seed in the ground according to what you speak to us, as the widow put two mites in, and as the rich put in much, Lord, you receive every kind of seed from the faith in our hearts. Because your eyes roam to and fro, looking to see whose heart is loyal to you, but also to show yourself strong, Father, on behalf of those who's loyal to you. So I pray, Holy Spirit, come, show yourself strong to your children today. Release over the series a fresh wind that will move. We won't stand still. This is our year. This is our year of recovery. This is our year of restoration, Father. What the enemy meant for bad, you will turn into good in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, if you pray that prayer this morning, if you believe that prayer this morning, right here in Cape Town. Come on, there in Cape Town North. Put your hands together one more time as we close off the service there. Come on, put your hands together over this place. Every head by every eye closed this morning. No one moving right there online. Maybe you've watched this this morning. You're saying to me, Pastor, my life's not right with, with, with Christ this morning. I don't have peace with God. Maybe you heard me pray earlier in tongues and it might have confused you. The Bible says we receive the Holy Spirit when we are born again. We are spiritful. Don't fear that thing. Desire it. The Bible says that you can go to that secret place. Maybe you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. You watch this this morning. You're sitting here in the auditorium. You're saying, Pastor, I don't have peace with God. I want to pray for you this morning. Perhaps you're serving God at one time. You've moved away. You've grown cold. You're staying in this place and you realize you need to get back to that place of faith. Fear has gripped your heart. You're looking at everything in the world, but you realize this morning you want to get back to that place of faith. And I'll ask you this morning, put your faith, put your trust back in Him. If you've never done that this morning, I want to pray with you and for you this morning, online or here in the auditorium. Then do me a quick favor as we close off the service. Put your hand in your heart and pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. And I believe you've been raised from the dead. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this powerful message. If your life was impacted in any way and you would want to connect to any of our CRC churches worldwide, then please go visit our website at crccapetown.co.za and click on the Plan a Visit tab. Thank you for listening.